Welcome to the Professional WordPress Podcast. I'm David. And I'm Doug. This is episode 5, the best ways to take payments with WordPress. So let's get started with the changelog. What have you been up to, David? I just arrived in Barcelona last week, so I'm continuing to travel. I'm going to be spending a month here, and I'm pretty impressed with the city so far. It's really, really beautiful. I like it here. So also, if any listener is in Barcelona right now, um, right now is early July 2014. So if you're here right now, you know, get in touch. And on the business side, one thing I noticed last week was somebody published a plugin called Easy Pricing Table without the S. And my plugin is called Easy Pricing Tables, which just kind of like was a little bit of a face palm. Uh, moment for me. I think it just kind of confirms that branding myself under the fatcadabs.com domain name was probably the right decision instead of just using generic plugin names. So you know, I'll try to focus on the fatcadabs branding a little bit more to make sure that I differentiate myself from this copycat plugin. Yeah, it's kind of tough to get around that because somebody can always come up with a name that's slightly different from yours. Yeah, that's true. But the good thing is nobody's going to copy fat cat apps so yeah <laughs> um, just probably end up, end up putting this in the plugin name as well so it's you know stands out what about you doug so i've been doing more client work one of the things that i've been doing since i've been back in my home state of new jersey is that i've been meeting with some more clients in person and doing design live maybe this is something we can talk about in, in a later episode but i find it a lot more efficient to do some of the design work in person where you can actually show people different colors and different sizes either making the changes immediately or just using inspect element in Chrome and messing mm-hmm. around with the CSS. So this saves a lot of the back and forth time. So you basically go to their office for like a day or so and just get it done there. Yeah. It's either at their office or at a Starbucks or something like that. And, yeah. you know, it doesn't make sense to do the whole project in person, mm-hmm. but a lot of the work where people are picky about the design, it's much faster to do it in person and, speeds up the whole process a lot faster. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess you save a lot of email back and forth um, when you're doing that. Cool. So let's move on to the core of this week's episode. And this week we're talking about the best ways to take payments with WordPress. So this isn't necessarily going to be a super all-inclusive, comprehensive guide. Instead, we just you know want to give you, the listener, a brief overview of what the best options are to take payments on WordPress. So the first category that we have here is like very easy to use solutions that are hosted on third-party servers and the checkout process doesn't happen on your site. So those things are very, very easy to set up and integrate. So the first thing we'll mention is PayPal, which I'm sure everyone's heard of. And the basic settings with PayPal are to use a PayPal Express, which is basically you put a PayPal button on your site, or PayPal Standard, in which case you can use a plugin or some other integration to link over to PayPal. And basically, PayPal takes over all the payment processing, so you don't have to do any special configuration on your own site to handle the processing. And the money gets deposited into your PayPal account, so then you'll have to transfer it out. Yeah, and one thing that I found is that I've got a lot of money sitting in my PayPal account. So every time I see something 
that allows me to pay with PayPal. I'm probably more likely to actually buy it. And I've heard of other people before that they kind of treat PayPal money as, you know, play money and not real money. So they're more likely to buy stuff. <laughs> so it seems to be a good thing to offer people the option to pay with PayPal if they want to. That being said, there there's some people who really dislike PayPal. And so you may not get as many customers if PayPal is the only option you offer. Yeah, that makes sense. PayPal, basically, it's really easy. You just log into the account and you get your PayPal button and you put it in your site. This whole process takes like a couple of minutes. And then when somebody buys the checkout on PayPal server and you get the money and you're good to go. So the next thing here that we've got on our list is Gumroad. And Gumroad has been, you know, up and coming over the last year or two. And what Gumroad is really good for is when you're selling digital products, it just makes it really, really easy to do that. So basically think of Gumroad like a PayPal with nice user interface, plus the ability to deliver digital goods to um, people that buy from you. So it's super simple. You know, you put the link on your site and then they end up going to the Gumroad server, but they've got this really, really beautiful, simple payment form, which must be good for conversions. And, you know, people pay you and the product gets delivered. Gumroad is very, very simple, which also means, you know, there might be some downsides to it. If you've got like a very elaborate thing that you're trying to do and you, you want to like customize your checkout and, you know, all those kind of things, Gumroad is probably not for you. But if you just want to sell a very simple digital product online, Gumroad might be one of the best ways to do so. So one of the other advantages of Gumroad is that it deposits directly into your bank account. So you don't have to transfer money like with PayPal. But the disadvantage is that the deposit cycle is two weeks, whereas with PayPal, you have that extra step, but you're able to manually transfer the money when you want. Yep. That's one disadvantage. On the other hand, you don't have to worry about integrating with a payment processor. Everything just works out of the box, which is probably the reason why Gumroad is so popular. So the next one we'll talk about is SendOwl, which is another solution for digital products. And this one's a bit different in that there are monthly fees instead of transaction fees, but it's also not a payment processor. So you, you will have to pay the fees at your payment processor. And this provides more features than something like Gumroad or PayPal, such as uh, an affiliate program. Right. So basically think of Sandal kind of almost like a Shopify for um, digital products. But SendOwl is not like a site builder. So they only do the checkout. So again, you know, you have your WordPress site with your sales page or whatever you're selling. And then you link to SendOwl where the checkout happens. And, you know, people get your customers. They get uh, the product. And as Doug said, you have to integrate with the payment processor. So you might have to, you know, you have to sort out like PayPal or Stripe or some other kind of payment processor to use this. So I think the advantage of SendOwl is it gives you a lot more flexibility and you can customize it a lot more than Gumroad. But the disadvantage is it's going to be a little bit more work to set up. But all in all, I think it's a very good solution. And both Doug and I know the guy who runs Sendal and, you know, he's a legitimate guy. So I definitely recommend the service. So the second category we have here is self-hosted shopping carts. So basically that means that the checkout process and the payment and all of that happens on your WordPress site instead of somebody else's third-party server. So a quick note about SSL. So with SSL, you basically have to do some special configuration on your host. And depending on your host, you may have to change plans. But uh, without getting into too much technical detail, you need to secure 
data transactions, particularly credit card information that's being processed on your site. So that's what you need SSL for. And it can be a little bit of a pain to set up, but it's it's necessary. So it's going to depend on your exact situation, how to set it up. But basically, you're going to get the SSL certificate probably from your um, domain registrar. And then you're going to like forward it to your host and, um, you know, it's probably maybe like a couple hours of focus. So, so it's not the end of the world. And of course, you don't need SSL necessarily. If the only checkout option that you offer is PayPal on a self-hosted shopping cart, then you don't need SSL because people are going to still check out through the PayPal server. Yeah, basically, if somebody is actually entering their credit card details directly on your domain name, that's when you would need SSL. And if it's elsewhere, then you don't really need SSL on your site. Yeah. So the first shopping cart solution that we have here is WooCommerce and I'm sure you've heard of WooCommerce before. If you're at all familiar with WordPress, it's the biggest shopping cart WordPress plugin out there. It's huge. It's got a couple million downloads or so. And WooCommerce is a really good product. Um, it's been around for a couple of years. It's by the guys from WooThemes who were one of the very early theme companies. So they've been around for a long time. And one thing that makes WooCommerce so powerful is there's dozens, if not even hundreds of extensions. So pretty much anything that you would ever want your shopping cart to do, anything from like email integration to cart abandonment to some specifics regarding conversion tracking, like there's a plugin for that. So WooCommerce is super powerful. In particular, focused on physical products though. So you can kind of think of it, if you're familiar with Shopify, basically if you know, if you want some, th- some kind of experience similar to Shopify, but on WordPress, then WooCommerce might be the best uh, solution for you. What's been your experience with WooCommerce, Doug? So I've set it up on, on a couple of sites and, you know, it, I think it's definitely the best e-commerce solution for WordPress shopping carts, you know, where you have physical products and you have a lot of attributes to those products where you, you have things like bulk pricing, different shipping rules, stuff like that. It can, there's, there is a bit of a learning curve because there's so many options, you know, it takes some getting used to. And regarding the extensions, many of these extensions are from third parties. So while it's good that there's a, a lot of options out there, it's similar to theme marketplace where you do have to be careful about the support and reliability of some of these extensions because they're not guaranteed by WooThemes. Yeah. Some of those extensions are hosted on the WooThemes site. And those are usually two or three times as expensive as their counterparts that are basically sold away from the WooThemes marketplace. But if you do buy it on WooThemes, I think that, you know, it's quite difficult for a developer to get on the approved vendor list and to even be allowed to sell plugins on there. And I think the guys from WooThemes actually handle support for those developers. So, so support is basically taken care of. Yeah. An interesting side note, as far as I understand, WooThemes takes 50% of the revenue when you're selling as a developer on the WooThemes marketplace, which explains why a lot of even like simple looking plugins, you know, kind of cost like 70 or 80 or $100 because the developer only makes like half of that and selling something for 40 bucks um, might not be worth it to only make $20 with each sale. And WooThemes itself is completely free. So the extensions, most of them are paid and you'll probably need a couple of paid extensions to kind of customize your checkout to your liking. But the, the base theme is free and you can download it on WordPress.org. So the next one we'll talk about is easy digital downloads. And this is one that's really best for digital products, naturally. Um, yep. So so this one, it's it's a free 
platform, but I believe you pay for some add-ons similar to, to WooCommerce. Yeah, similar to WooCommerce. So if you're delivering digital products instead of physical products, then you want to use easy digital downloads instead of WooCommerce. And as Doug said, the plugin is free. But if you have a very simple use case, you might not even need any of the paid extensions. But if you want to do a couple of things like add customers to your email list or customize the checkout or something like that, there's paid extensions and there's the, there's basically a marketplace on easydigitaldownloads.com where you can buy those plugins. So I'm using easy digital downloads myself on fatcadabs.com and I've been using it for more than half a year and I'm really, really happy with it. It's a great product. There's a couple of very useful extensions. One of them that is very useful for me as a plugin author is a software licensing extension, which handles the licensing and the automatic updates for WordPress plugins that I sell. There's just a lot of, there's a lot of good extensions and the product itself is made by Pippin Williamson, who is a very, very respected developer in the WordPress world. And he also has a podcast, by the way, at appliedfilters.fm. So if you're into WordPress development, um, definitely check out that podcast as well. So basically we had those two shopping cart options on WordPress. If you're selling physical products, you want to go with WooCommerce. And if you're selling digital products, you want to go with easy digital downloads. And in order to get those shopping carts to work, you need to sort out a payment processor. So the first one we'll talk about is PayPal Payments Pro. And this one naturally is integrated with PayPal. So there's a monthly fee plus a, your normal transaction fee with PayPal. This allows you to take credit card payments directly on your website, and you can give people the option to pay with a credit card or with PayPal. So again, similar to PayPal Standard or PayPal Express, this is going to deposit directly into your PayPal account, and then you'll have to transfer it out. The advantage is it's relatively easy to set up, especially if you have a PayPal account already, then you don't have to set up an account with a different provider. Yeah. So one thing about PayPal Payments Pro is so if you're in the US, you're good to go, but based on which country you're located in and based in which country your PayPal account is, PayPal Payments Pro might actually not be available. So that could be a problem. But all in all, it's a pretty solid um, solution to take credit card payments. The other one we'll discuss is called Stripe. And this is one you've probably heard of as well. I guess it came out a couple of years ago and it seems to be very popular. Uh, so this is one that I use myself for both my hosting billing and for invoicing client work. So the difference with this is deposits directly into your bank account and there's a two-day transfer where it used to be seven days, I believe, uh, which was a bit long. And now that they've changed it to two days, it's, it's a lot more attractive. So with Stripe, there's no monthly fee. There's just the per transaction fee. And there's also a lot. How, how high is that fee, by the way? It's 2.9% plus 30 cents. That's pretty low. Yeah. Yeah, that's, so that's not too bad. That's kind of the standard transaction fee, or at least the low-end transaction fee. You don't see fees that are lower than that unless you're doing volume. Yeah. With PayPal, the volume discounts kick in around $3,000 a month. And then with Stripe, it's much higher. It's probably eight or $10,000 a month. Okay. But uh, I think PayPal starts at a higher fee in the first place, right? I think PayPal probably starts at like 3.9 or 3.5%. It depends on your country. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, I, I'm not in the US, so the percentage might be different for me as well. Yeah, you know, wherever you are, you should double check the transaction fees. Yeah. So one of the other great things about Stripe is that there's a lot of integrations since it's so popular and it's very developer friendly. So with WordPress, you'll see a bunch of Stripe plugins 
Stripe add-ons for different shopping carts and, and other yeah. things such as Gravity Forms and, and some other plugins. So both PayPal Payments Pro and Stripe require SSL. And if you want to use a shopping cart on your site, you just want like a really simple checkout, then you could still use the PayPal Express that we discussed earlier. You're not going, going to need SSL in that case. And does also authorize.net. Doug, do you have any experience with authorize.net? which is also kind of like a credit card processor, so you need SSL there as well. Yeah, so I, I used to use Authorize.net before Stripe was available. This was pretty popular, and you know a, a lot of people probably still use Authorize.net, but Stripe seems to be better in, in almost every way. Basically, Authorize.net is harder to set up, and there's a lot of different fees, and it's kind of tough to understand what fees you have to pay because there's transaction fees, there's monthly fees, there's batch fees, which occur when uh, on days that you have transactions. It sounds pretty complicated already. Yeah, it's pretty confusing. And I, I really wish that Stripe was available when I started out instead of having to go through all the trouble to set that, okay. that one up. So I think in terms of selecting a payment processor that allows you to pay credit cards, it's safe to say that Stripe is the best solution. Yeah. And if you're in a country that does not have Stripe yet, there's a Stripe. They're kind of like a Stripe ripoff or clone. They're pretty much exactly the same by this German company called PayMill. And I think they're available in pretty much every EU country at the moment. So that might also be worth checking, checking out. I think their fees are slightly higher. And if you can choose Stripe, I would probably choose Stripe. But if Stripe is not available, check out PayMill. Okay, so let's recap here. First, we talked about the easy hosted solutions where you can get a PayPal checkout button on your site if all you care about is just making it really simple to accept payments. Then there's Gumroad, which is great if you sell digital products and you just want to keep things really simple. There's SendAll, which is pretty simple as well, but it just allows you to customize things more and it's probably a bit more you know, effort you know, to set everything up. And for the shopping carts, there's WooCommerce, which is best for physical products. Easy digital downloads, which is the best solution for digital products. And then we talked about the payment processors where PayPal Payments Pro is a common solution, but Stripe is often better. Yeah, so we recommend to go with Stripe. Okay, so let's move on to the tips and tricks. So my tip for this week is uh, FreshBooks. And this is based invoicing system for freelancers and agencies. And basically what, what I use this for is to send invoices to my clients. And there's a lot of features such as recurring invoices and payment reminders. You can do auto billing. You can track your time and you can do some basic accounting. You can do some expense tracking and there's a lot of reports you can generate from this. So this integrates with Stripe, PayPal, and other payment processors. So I currently have this set up to use both Stripe and PayPal. So people have the option to pay with either one. So do you think FreshBooks would be a good choice if you're selling digital or physical products as well? Or is it just kind of focused on freelancers and agencies? It probably wouldn't be the best for digital or physical products. Generally, you, you're billing either by time or by specific tasks or items. Oh, that makes and sense. Basically, it's tough for uh, the user to generate an invoice. You as, as a freelancer or agency would be generating the invoices for them. Okay, that makes sense. I'm still using a good old uh, Google Spreadsheets to do my bookkeeping. So at some point, I'll probably have to upgrade to some other solution. Yeah, I wouldn't 
recommend using it just for accounting because it's pretty basic in that level. But if you're already using it for invoicing, then you have a lot of that data. Also, FreshBooks is really it's really more about invoicing than about like the the accounting side yeah, of it. Pretty basic on the accounting side. You have to pay a monthly fee, so you'd probably be better off with something like Zero or one of the other accounting programs. Okay, so I've got two quick tips this week. And the first one is a blog post uh, full of really useful tips on how to promote newly launched WordPress plugins. So if you're a plugin developer and you're launching a plugin, definitely check that out. Uh, It's written by Thomas Höfter at WP Scoop. And we will link to that post in the show notes. The other tip I have is I just got off Skype uh, with Phil Dirksen, who's also an you know established plugin author in the WordPress ecosystem and he just recently launched this plugin called simple stripe checkout which we will link to in the show notes and basically what simple stripe checkout allows you to do it's kind of like it's not a shopping cart solution but it's kind of like a paypal button that you put on your site but it is stripe instead of paypal and you will need ssl as well if you're using that but just makes it really nice and simple to take payments on your site if you want to use stripe so i recommend you check it out okay so that's it for this episode You can leave a comment or find the show notes at wpcast.fm slash payments. If you like this episode, you can leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.